Have you ever worried that you are favoring one child over another? Let's dig into the word and see how God demonstrates impartiality. Stick around to listen to the Ordinary Moms of Extraordinary Kids podcast. Parenting a child with special needs requires extraordinary courage, strength, and perseverance. But what if you feel you don't have all that it takes? What if you're just ordinary? Annie Yorty is mom to Alyssa, who has Down syndrome. She's trusting God to put the extra in her ordinary parenting. Each Monday, she invites ordinary moms to pause for encouragement straight from the Bible and offers practical application that addresses the unique concerns that come along with raising children with special needs. Today's Bible encouragement reveals God specially designs families and equips moms for impartial mothering. Hello, and welcome to Ordinary Moms of Extraordinary Kids, where special needs moms find Bible encouragement. I'm your host, Annie Yorty, author of From Ignorance to Bliss, God's Heart Revealed Through Down Syndrome. I'm an ordinary mom who's right beside you in the trenches of the daily battle to mother your special needs child with grace and hope. Let's see what God has for us today. Our Bible encouragement comes from James chapter 2, verses 1 through 8. I'm reading all scripture from the New Living Translation. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ If you favor some people over others, for example, suppose someone comes into your meeting dressed in fancy clothes and expensive jewelry, and another comes in who is poor and dressed in dirty clothes. If you give special attention and a good seat to the rich person, but do you say to the poor one, you can stand over there or else sit on the floor? Well, Doesn't this discrimination show that your judgments are guided by evil motives? Listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? Yes, indeed, it is good when you obey the royal law as found in the scriptures. Love your neighbor as yourself. In this passage from the Bible, the author, James, wrote about favoritism. In the example he gave, apparent wealth was the source of bias. People who came into the church service were honored or ignored, depending upon their outward appearance. The red carpet was rolled out for any who appeared to be well-off or influential, while those who were obviously poor were ushered to the seats in the back of the building. At first, you may summarily dismiss favoritism as a problem you don't have, but don't tune out just yet. Let's consider the definition of favoritism and consider the various ways it may influence your life. Favoritism is the act of showing a preference to one person or group over another. Preference might be based on a characteristic of appearance, as in James' example, but often other factors play into the display of lopsided treatment. 
In the Bible, we find several accounts of parental favoritism that caused all kinds of problems. Most notably, Jacob, the father of 12 sons, gave preference to Joseph. Genesis chapter 37 verses 3 to 4 says, Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other children because Joseph had been born to him in his old age. So one day, Jacob had a special gift made for Joseph, a beautiful robe. But his brothers hated Joseph because their father loved him more than the rest of them. They couldn't say a kind word to him. Oy vey, Jacob's favoritism set off a chain of events that led his older sons to kidnap and sell Joseph into slavery. If you read the story to its conclusion, you will see how God redeemed these horrible actions for ultimate good, but we should not conclude God ever condones favoritism. As moms, we often worry about the extra time and money we must spend on our child with special needs, sometimes to the exclusion of our other kids. We fret that the others will feel less loved. Could they perceive they are less important or valuable because they do not receive as much attention? Even as we try to divide our time and resources exactly between our kids, we feel pulled and stretched like the putty occupational therapists give our kids to strengthen dexterity. How in the world can we fix this situation? If you're feeling the squeeze right now, you might be stressing over a goal that's not reasonable or possible. Impartiality does not demand everyone gets exactly the same things. Our children have differing needs. One potty trains early, but another lags behind by a few years, requiring extra money and time for diaper changing. Your daughter excels at sports, so you spend more finances on equipment. Your son, on the other hand, shows an interest in art, which costs less. You may spend hours each week working on therapy goals with one child while the other needs academic intervention. It's impossible to equalize time and resources given to children. Let's consider a different way to think about impartiality. First, while God gives unlimited and unconditional love to everyone, the quantity and type of blessings, possessions, and spiritual gifts he provides will vary. He chooses to distribute based on his knowledge of what is best for each of us. Second, God designs families. He has specifically chosen each member to be in our care. He equips us for the role of a mom to meet many of our children's needs, but we will never perfectly accomplish that task. He will fill in the gaps. With that in mind, let's consider four tips to help us make sure all our children feel loved and valued as we help them grow to maturity in the context of our specially designed family. Number one, include your typical child in the care of your child with special abilities. I know this advice is controversial to some, but I think it has merit. Serving or helping others reduces our tendency toward self-centeredness. Children in the family should serve each other within the range of their abilities and maturity level. We can involve the other children with a positive attitude rather than making it seem like a chore. If children help alongside us, it also provides an opportunity for special time and purpose together. Naturally, we must use wisdom 
about the needs of each child to balance expectations for them. Caring for one another within the family builds upstanding character qualities into our children from an early age. Number two, communicate expectations for your child with special needs that align with her abilities. Each of us is a work in process. That means we all have a next step to take. We want all our children to grow and mature day by day, month by month, year by year. Your child with special needs should understand she has something of value to contribute to the world. As you expect something, though perhaps not the same thing from each child, all will know you are impartial. Number three, recognize the contributions of each child. Single out a child for attention when he demonstrates good character. Your accolades reinforce good behavior and show your child you value him. For example, your typical child may need to wait for something he wants when you are busy with another task. What a great opportunity to learn the life skill of delayed gratification. Be sure to verbally bless your child for waiting. Number four, set aside some one-on-one time with each child. Individual attention can be difficult to achieve, especially in larger families, but it's worth pursuing. Perhaps you could establish a habit of five to 10 minutes at bedtime for reading a book or talking about the day. If a bedtime routine doesn't fit your schedule, maybe a walk at the park every week would work better. Whatever the amount of time, let your child know it is dedicated to them. The impartiality of God demonstrates his heart for inclusion and belonging. He desires that all would come to him through his son Jesus for salvation. As you mother your children, worry less about making things between them equal. Make your emphasis more about developing a family culture in which everyone feels they are accepted, valued, and can contribute in a positive way. Let's pray. Father, you know I sometimes worry and stress about how to treat all my kids equally when one has so many individual needs. I don't have all these answers but you designed my family dynamics and called me to be the mom. I ask you to equip me with wisdom to be a mom who promotes inclusion and belonging. I pray in the name of Jesus, my provider. Amen. Thanks so much for listening today. I pray you found encouragement for your spirit from God's word. You can find links to resources and more encouragement in the show notes for this episode. Be sure to hit the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode of Ordinary Moms of Extraordinary Kids. I look forward to being with you again next week.